Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. All right, how many are you ready for the word today? I do believe I have a special word for you that is going to encourage you and build you up and strengthen you. Uh, I'm going to be talking about worry today. Say worry. All right, let's go to Colossians 3, chapter 15, uh, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 15. And it says this, let, uh, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. And I'm not going to be judgmental, but this means deeper than a Sunday. We're not weekend warriors. Come on, someone. Can I get a good amen? This means daily. Daily. Someone laughed. (laughs) It's all right. We're not weekend warriors. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you every single day of the week. Amen. Let the peace of Christ. I can just stop right there. How many of you need peace today? How how much does the world need peace today? We're going to be talking about this. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, the contr- uh, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and setting quest- uh, settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called. Amen. Come on, calling church. To this peace, indeed, you were called, the Bible says. And for a lot of us, we don't have peace, and you will never have peace. And I'll explain this. We don't have peace out here in our outer circumstances or within our relationships, and you will never have true peace out here until you have true peace in here. Come on, someone. Say amen. You will never have peace out here. You you know what you see out in the news today and out in the world today? Utter discord and dissension and, and factions and all of these things. These things are not, wherever you see unity and peace, you see the work of God. Come on, somebody. You see the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. God cares and loves peace. We have a Savior whose nickname is the Prince of peace. Come on, someone. Amen. To this peace, indeed, you were called. So why don't you have it? We're going to be talking about that today. To this peace, you were called. And as members in one body, say one body of believers, uh, of believers, and be thankful as we just had a Thanksgiving week and be thankful to God always. Let, uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. And we come before you, Lord, with a soil ready to receive. God, implant your word into the soil of our hearts. And may you raise a crop a thousandfold over, Lord. Spirit of the living God, touch us. Go down to the alleyways, the shadows. Go to the places that things, the other things in life don't go to. We open the doors of our hearts to you, Lord, where you will move. I know you're moving in this church. I know you're moving in lives. I, I can see it every weekend when people walk out of here and talk about the message. I can feel it, Lord, when I'm praying during the week that you're moving, Holy Spirit. We lift up our sail to you, that, Holy Spirit, you would blow on the wind of our sail and take us wherever you want to go today. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen and amen. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate you. All right. Uh, the title of my message today is called Freedom from Worry. Can you say it with me? Freedom from Worry. One more time. Freedom from from worry. I, I want to ask you a question this morning. Morning, What are you worried about? Oh, come on, somebody. What are you worried about? I think I shared that a few weeks ago. I can guarantee you someone's worried about something online. What are you worried about? 
I remember I had the opportunity to speak a few years ago. I was like an amazing opportunity. The, the city, I, I meet with city clergy and so forth, and they asked me to speak to uh, all the leaders of Pasadena, the, the fire chief, the, the Pasadena police chief. And I, Lord, I'm just a young guy. I'm probably the youngest guy in the room. What am I going to say? Why did they even ask me? I'm, I'm worried, right? I'm worried. God, what, am, what do I have to say? What an honor. And the, word gave, the Lord gave me a, 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 a word for the whole, all these leaders. Do not worry. Do not worry. I believe that God doesn't want you to live a life of worry. But why? why? Watch this. Worry is a garbage can. It's a waste. I like what I did there. Come on, somebody. Worry is a garbage can. It's It's a waste. And why let this waste destroy our lives? Worry is a thief and anxiety is a killer. Let me say that again. Worry is a thief online, and anxiety is a killer. By the way, the root word for anxiety comes from the Latin, and it means to suffocate. It means to strangle. That's why we have panic attacks. That's why we we can't breathe, because anxiety wants to take away the very breath of life that God gives you. But the peace of God will allow you to breathe. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen? Will allow you to breathe. Someone is not sleeping right. Someone ain't even walking right. I know you ain't walking right for some of us because we have worry and anxiety and our back starts to hurt and we have this spirit because it is a spirit of heaviness and that heaviness just gets down in our back and then we have lower back problems and we have health problems and we are visiting the doctor too much. We can't sleep at night. We're tossing. We're turning. We're pacing. We're biting our fingernails. I don't got any because that's what I do. All right. We're twirling our hair. That's what my wife says I do. All right. And we're pacing. Listen, what are we worried about, Jesus would say. You know the thing about the Prince of Peace is that when he was walking on the earth and he was with his disciples and he was with the people of Galilee and Jerusalem, oh man, did his impact just have such a rich peace on other people. Oh man, when they encountered him, they were like, this man is different. He would talk to prostitutes and, and, they, and, and this man was different to them because usually men wanted to be with them and looked at a certain way, talked to them a certain way, but not Jesus. Jesus' peace impacted them so richly and deeply. So much so, do you remember that he told his disciples, we're going across the Sea of Galilee. That had happened quite a few times. And at one point on the sea, there was a storm on the sea and Jesus was fallen, had fallen asleep on the boat and there was a storm can you just think about this for a second there was a storm out there and he was in it and he was sleeping like a baby (laughs) now i don't know if jesus snored that'd be funny though (laughs) maybe he had sleep deprivation is that the thing i don't know all right but he was sleeping like a baby but the disciples were going crazy lord save us and you know what they had the audacity to say to him Ooh, peter of course i think it was peter i don't know i probably was i'm just saying this because it would sound like peter but they had the audacity to say this to jesus watch this it's not even my nose i feel like the holy spirit's moving already he said this they said this do you even care it's online in person i want to tell you how much god cares about you how much he thinks about you and how much he loves you. Why not choose to live and walk in? And like the Bible says in Colossians, you're called to peace to be free from worry today. Being free from worry doesn't mean that worry 
will not knock at your door. Do you understand me? It does not mean that anxiety will not knock on your door. What it means to be free of worry is to not open the door and let it in. Watch this. Watch this. I, I was studying this morning. I studied I, I, all week long, and I studied this morning, and this one word popped out to me. Watch. Bring it up there, Joe, the very, Colossians. Look at the very first word that it says in Colossians. It says, let's. Say let's. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants you to let him give you peace. See, what, most of the time, a lot of people, when worry comes knocking at their door, they let worry in. But the Holy Spirit is saying, let me in. When I was young, I was taught, Michael, you do not let strangers in the house. If you don't know them, you don't know their voice, they stay outside until dad gets home or mom gets home or whatever it is. You do not let people you don't know in the house. But why is it that we let stra- uh, the stranger of worry and anxiety inside the house, we dine and sup with it, we talk with it, and it's no longer a stranger, it is a friend of ours. Come on, someone. And all the while, we do have Jesus, and Jesus is like, you know what, do you want peace? Come on, someone, talk to someone today. The Holy Spirit is saying, I believe there's a painting. I believe there's a painting called the, Pr- the Prince of Peace. And in this painting, it's quite a beautiful painting. I think of it as a Christmas painting, actually. It's called the Prince of Peace. I believe so. I could be mistaken. And this is a real painting. I love Christian art. If I had a billion dollars, I'd fill my whole house with it. No, I don't know. I, I, I love Christian art. It's, it's beautiful. I believe that God is creative, and it's great when we're creative. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why we do things like this, and we love God, uh, the creativity that he gives us. But the Prince of Peace painting is a picture of Jesus with a lamp, all right? It might be the light of world, the Prince of Peace, but he holds a lamp, and he's knocking at, at the door of someone's house. And if you look closely at the painting, there is no knob on the outer portion of the door. There's only a knob on the inner portion of the door. In other words, Jesus can only be let in if you allow him in from the inside. Come on, somebody. Jesus will not come in unless you, and isn't isn't he a gentleman? That is the work of the Holy Spirit, all right, that knocks on the door of our heart. And God is saying, let me in. Come on, somebody. Let me in. Stop letting worry rule your life. In fact, Colossians 3.15, I don't have it for the screen, but in another translation, it will say, let the peace of Christ all right, rule you. It'll say, let the peace of Christ rule you. And this Greek word for rule is umpire. Say umpire. You know, bro, you know, brother Mike likes baseball. Come on, y'all. All right. Umpire. It means let let peace call the shots in your life, not worry and not anxiety. All right. Let the peace of God call. Is it gonna is this situation gonna call for peace? Let peace the decisions that you need to be made need to be made in your life. All right, God is saying, let peace be the umpire of that. If it's not going to give you peace, then why do it? All right, freedom from worry, freedom from worry, freedom from worry. So what are you worried about? I don't know about you, but one of my struggles, and I'll talk about it through the sermon, because that's how I preach. I don't know about you. If you want to hear a pastor who has it all together, you got to go to Lake. No, I'm just kidding. You got to go to another church, because homeboy is going to preach from his wounds and scars in the name of Jesus, because that's how people get healed and whole, okay? All right, but watch this. One of my greatest struggles is worry about the future, worry about the unknown. God, what's going to happen in five years? God is like, chill out, worry about today, think about today. Actually, that's scripture, right? Chill out, right? I struggle with that. What's going to happen in the next year or the the year after that? And also, if I planned everything, Lord, all right, what's going to happen? All right, I want to teach you this morning how to be free from worry and how to not let it in your heart and in your life. And watch this. 
People have let worry in their life and anxiety in their life so much so that instead of peace, worry is the controlling factor in your life. Worry is a controlling factor, so much so that you can't drive to work without being worried. You can't, uh, you can't live your life without being worried. It would be weird for you to not be weary and worried, but God wants to set you free in the name of Jesus. So what are you worried about? Money? That's a big one. What are, what are you worried about? Your marriage? What are you worried about? Uh, your health? What are you worried about? About the, about the world's problems? What are you worried about? Be free today in the name of Jesus. And in fact, I want you to say out loud, I'm not worried about it. Say it with me. I am not worried about it. Whatever is on your mind, our Lord, I am not worried about it. I'm going to worship you, and I'm not going to worry. More prayer, less worry. More prayer, less worry. We're going to talk about that today. The word for peace in the Greek, because you know I love Greek. The word for peace in the Greek is irene, all right? Or in, if you want to get precise, irene, all right? Irene, it's, it's the word for peace. And it's used 90 times in the New Testament, and mostly uh, in the book of Luke 13 times, Irene, and the word Irene uh, actually can have a few few meanings, all right? Uh, one of them is an inward peace, and another one is an outward peace in your relationships. When there's not, not a wartime, it's peacetime, right? So there, there is a variance of inward peace and outward peace, and the Bible says that you were called to this peace both inwardly and both outwardly. Come on, somebody. And the world no, definitely needs this. You need this. Your family needs this. And I don't know about you, but someone needs to sleep better tonight. Someone needs to have some joy and, and, and some confidence in God that God is going to take care of you in the name of Jesus. So freedom from worry. The One of the ways that we're going to be free from worry is to know the definition of it biblically because the world and the Bible defines it differently. Let me say that again. Uh, peace in the world and peace in the Bible is defined from worry. In fact, and this is the way it is defined in the Bible. It is explicitly this way, freedom from worry. That's how the, wor- that's how the Bible defines it, freedom from worry. All right, but the, but the world does not define it that way. Peace is not defined that way in the world. Peace in the world is defined this way. You cannot be worried in your life when everything is in place, when your kids have everything, when you make the right amount of money, where you're, you are where you want to be in life, then you don't have to worry anymore. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that even when you're in the storm, I can have a certainty and an assurance no matter what I'm going through, I can take a nap in the boat and despite the storms in my life. Come on, somebody say amen give Jesus a clap because I don't know about you and where you've been I give God a better clap than that I'm about to kick you out of my church I'm on my way I actually I have to calm down when I say it because someone might leave and that's okay I actually heard a pastor he, he rubbed off on me he said one time side note rabbit trail he said one time my church a big old church in San Bernardino I'm talking big old church he said I kicked all the church out Poof. I didn't like their worship. In this house, we're going to worship God because he moves and he does. He's good. And he said, I kicked him out. And he's like 75 years old after all of his success. And he said, don't come back in here until you worship God the right way. You really mean it. All right. That really, that took an effect on me. Come on, because God is really good and he really is moving and he really is with you. All right. But you know, Pastor Michael, I get down like that. I love Jesus like that. Come on, somebody. All right. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be, this side note, I don't want to be around worried people all the time. 
I don't want to be around weary people all the time because it's infectious and that, that will rub off on me. And I don't know about you, but I've gone through a thing or two in my life. I've gone through a storm or two in my life. And when I'm with worshipers instead of worriers, God does something in my soul, man. Come on, y'all. That's infectious as well. Uh, it's powerful as well. So the world and the Bible defines it differently. So I can have, see, this is what, it's a freedom from worry, but also the Bible would say it like this. You can have an assurance of assurance. You can have an assurance and a certainty that deep down inside, and it doesn't even have to make sense, the Bible says. It goes beyond human comprehension that you are going to be, watch this, okay. Say, I'm going to be okay. The, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you this morning, whatever's on your mind, whatever you're worried about, whatever is keeping you up at night, high blood pressure, biting your fingernails, God is saying that situation is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Watch this, an inward assurance and an understanding that everything is going to be okay. That's exactly why Jesus could sleep on a boat. Because he knew that God the Father, he was on his mission to save the world. And that mission was not going to be incomplete until he went to the cross. So storm or no storm, he could fall asleep. Come on, somebody. Because his purpose had to be accomplished. And nothing's going to stand away, stand in the way of the purposes of God in your life. All right? It's not going to overthrow. Here, here, here's, I'm jumping ahead, but watch this. We worry because we don't, we're not sure that God cares about us. We're worried because we're not sure that God is watching us. Watch this. I love, I love what the Bible says in the Old Testament. Israel, your God, watch this. He who watches over you neither sleeps nor does he slumber. Come on, somebody. God don't take naps in heaven. He is constantly thinking about you, watching you, taking care of you, interceding for you in the name of Jesus. He, is, he will neither slumber nor sleep. Oh, come on, somebody. You ought to tell yourself that when you're worried. Watch this. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns. In the Greek, the word for care means concern. The word for Greek, in the Greek, care for, it means concern. One, uh, once and for all on him, for he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you carefully. Carefully. You know, like when you have a cup of coffee, when you like coffee. You make it, it's hot, you're, you're careful, you're careful with it. That's the best illustration I got. You're careful with it. You're careful. Oh, that's high. Got, you're careful with it. Jesus is careful with you. He knows how, 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 how feeble you are. He knows how, how what, <laughs> he knows the things, he knows the very thoughts that are going to debilitate you. So he's careful with you. You know one of the names that Israel gave to God in the Old Testament? You know one of the names? is Shepherd King. I love what David says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he understands something. He understands something. He understands that God, see, God is a shepherd. And a good shepherd, come, who's the good shepherd? Jesus. Who, a good shepherd knows his sheep. A good shepherd leads his sheep. A good shepherd leads his sheep to, to where they need pasturing, where they need feeding, where they need water, where they need care. The Bible says that God is your shepherd. He knows when you need to take a nap. He knows when you need to sit down. He knows when you need a, need, a, need a break. And if you won't do it, he will make you do it, all right, sometimes. But he loves you and he's careful with you someone is worried about something your health today and God is saying I got it I got it I'm the great physician I got it I care for you do not believe that your life will be snuffed out 
Because I'm the great physician. I am in control of your life. I know your health. I know what's best for you. And I will do what's best for you in my holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. My dad died at t- when I was 21 years old. It set off a traumatic experience in my life that I have been battling since that time, 21 years old. He died when he was 40, 41 years old. In fact, uh, uh, I remember a time just being open and sharing with you about anxiety and worry. Every, when, since my daughter was one, uh, we have these, I think it's Lantana. I'm learning, you know, stuff. Lantana, right? We have a Lantana bush, which has beautiful colors, orange and green flowers and purple and green flowers. And since my daughter was one, every time I came home from work or wherever I was out, whatever it was, I would come home, she'd run out the door, and we would go pick beautiful flowers from this Lantana bush. And it's this beautiful, pure moment that I get to have with my daughter. And she's exuberant. We have a beautiful relationship, kind of crazy. We're laughing all the time and, you know, doing things and making mama crazy. Uh, uh, We have a beautiful, intimate relationship, me and my daughter. And we walk and we grab some of these flowers. And I remember holding her and I remember hearing a striking thought in my my mind. Don't enjoy that for too long. You ain't going to be here for too long. Not not too far distance. You're not going to be here too long, just like your dad. I'm going to get you. And I remember just feeling awful because I had this beautiful moment with my daughter. And I realized where that comes from. I remember seeing my dad at 41 telling my youngest sister, who was only 10, 11 years old, Daddy's sick. And, and uh, that has never left me. And I remember as I was holding my daughter, as we were having these flowers in our hand, I remember the Holy Spirit told me this, Michael, why can't you just enjoy the things that I give you? That's not from me. You know where that comes from. Do not let that in. Enjoy what I've given you. Come on, somebody. Enjoy. Because watch this. I care for you. And do I want to implant anything in your mind that's going to cripple you? Does it give you peace? Then it's not from me. You know where it comes from. Come on, somebody. The thoughts that come through your heart and through your mind when they're knocking at your door and surprise attack you, does it give you peace? Then if it doesn't, know where it comes from. The very pits of hell, brokenness, wounding. And I know that I'm wounded. I know that that has wounded me. And I, I realize where that comes from. But watch this. I am, I've decided in my heart to be healed, to walk in this peace, in this completeness in Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 5, uh, he, was, uh, by his, he was pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed so I can live from that place and not from the past someone and there's another word the Lord had to share to me for me to give to somebody today some of us we're still walking out the past into our present and we're going into our future without wounding and God wants you to accept the the things that you cannot change in your life and develop a peace with it and move on and carry on in the name of Jesus do you know what I mean by that God understands and he cares and he hurts with me and he sympathizes with me that my dad made choices in his life and that he died at a young, early age. He hurts with me because of that. But watch this, his desire for me is to not live out of that. Come on, someone, amen? So peace, uh, peace, peace, peace. 
peace, peace. Cast all your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He'll care for you. God wants you to know today he cares about you. He cares about you deeply. All right. Here's another point that I want you to understand that really has touched my life. To displace worry. All right. To have freedom and to, and to walk in it. Watch this. Prayer displaces worry and gives you peace. Prayer displaces worry and gives you peace. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Watch this. Don't worry about anything. Wow, Paul, that's easy. You just make that sound so. And by the way, remember we talked about this last week. He's in a dungeon. He's writing this from a prison cell. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you have time to worry about it, you got time to pray about it. Come on, let me say it again. If you have time to worry about it, and then for I don't know about you, but sometimes we have a lot of worries, it means that we need to have a lot of prayer in our life, all right? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. Let me give you a formula here that the Bible is, because you know I I love to study very, very in depth. There is a formula here. Watch this. Prayer, petition, okay, praise, then peace. Let me say it again. Prayer, petition, praise, and peace. In other words, have you ever prayed in your life? Have you ever been times in your life where you've prayed? And you still, you leave the prayer, you're still like, I'm worried, <laughs> right? I'm like, God, did, I don't know, I don't feel, I'm worried still, you know, I'm still worried. There have been times, quite a few times where I've, I've prayed, and I'm like, I'm still worried, you know, go back into prayer and I leave again pr- worried. And I, I think the reason I've left worrisome after prayer is because all I did was gripe. All I did was mourn. All I told God was like, God, if you don't do it, then I'm sinking. And God, don't you see? God, don't you care? And after I left that prayer, no wonder I wasn't feeling any peace, right? But the Bible says you need to couple your petition with praise. So in other words, it's like this. You won't get the peace until you put also the praise into that equation. It also must be, God, I need this. But God, I also seen what you've done, Lord. God, I know you're going to meet me where I'm at because of what you've done in my life. I know where I'm going I, or my, my destiny. You have my destiny in your hands and you've worked out my history so lord i'm sending the mail up to you and i know you're going to take care of it come on somebody you got to couple your petitions with your praises your petitions with your praises and then the bible says then the peace of god which surpasses all understanding how you that's the other part of this equation watch this we worry because we don't understand we worry because we don't understand how we're going to be healed we worry because we don't understand what the doctor's going to say or what he says. We worry because we don't understand the outcome or how things are going to play out. But watch this. There's one who does understand everything. His name is Jesus. And when we trust him, right, it's going to play out okay. Why? Because he cares. Because he cares. And it's going to sustain me in the storm. So someone today is going to fall asleep today with utter peace of the Holy Spirit because you're going to trust Jesus for the first time in a long time like you never have before. Come on, somebody. Say amen. So you need to couple your petitions with your praises. Let me tell you, (laughs) I'm being open today. Starting a church is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Not the hardest thing, but one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. And a lot of times, especially the first or second year, I'm often worried. Often worried. And one of my worries was God, and God had told me he was in this. Leaders and and pastors have told me he was in this. We've seen seen miracles in this church. But I've often worried because of this. Uh, Is God with me? 
Is God with me? Is God with me? And I would question that all the time because I'm not seeing what I want to see when I want to see it. You see what I'm saying? But watch this. When I trust God in my prayer and I say, Lord, despite what I see, despite what I, where I want to be or whatever it is, I know that you're with me and I can have a confident trust in you that you're going to work it all out on your timing. Come on, someone. Say amen. So, Lord, you've done this before. God, you're going to do it again. God, you moved like before. God, you're going to move again in a greater way, in a better way, in the name of Jesus. We need to couple our praise, our petitions with our praises. And watch this. Some of our prayers are one side. It's only petitions. It's only petitions. But we got to get some praise up in that mix. And watch this. When we do, there's going to be a peace that exceeds your understanding that God's got it all under control. Come on, somebody. God's got it all under control in the name of Jesus. Say with me. God's got it all under control. God's got it all under control. Watch this. You know what? Psychologically, this, uh, people say why we worry. It's because of the fear of lack of control. We, fear like we, we feel like we don't have control. Because if we did have control, then we can change the outcome. But there are some things in life that you don't have control of. Actually, a lot of things in life you do not have control, for, control of, and therefore we worry. And watch this. Control is nothing but an illusion. You, are never, you were never in control. The only person that does have absolute authority and control is God Almighty. And when we trust God Almighty and we tell him, God, I know that I don't have the control, but I know you will sustain me and I know that you care for me. I know that you're my shepherd, God, and you got it under control. You know, some of the things that worries Pastor Michael is when I see the news and I've learned to stop watching the news. When I see the news, things look out of control. They look chaotic. They look like chaos. And God, it makes me, God, are you there? God, are you watching? But God, God reminds me and assures me, don't listen to Fox narrative. Don't listen to CNN narrative. Don't listen to this narrative. Listen to my narrative and see that I'm God Almighty and I'm on the throne and I am under control, all right, despite what the world looks like. Don't let the devil fool you. Come on, somebody. And that's what worry does. That's what the devil tries to do to destroy your life. He tries to fool you. That's why worry is a garbage can. That's why it's trash. And let me tell you, I've learned because I've taken demonology classes and I've done spiritual warfare classes. Watch this. Demons love. This is a true fact. Dr. Kraft from Fuller Theological Seminary. Dr. Kraft would say it like this. You know what demons like? You know what rats like? Trash. And when there's trash around, you're going to see rats around. And that's why we got to clean up this worry. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus, because we ain't trash, all right? Somebody, somebody say amen, all right? So do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do you know that even in the Gospels, Jesus would share a parable. He says this, that worry will even choke out the word in your life. Worry will even choke out the word, word in your life, all right? And we ought to get to a place where we're worshiping and not just worrying. I do want to uh, end on this note. Actually, this thing always does this to me. I am so sorry, all right? It's an anchor as a symbol. And it's, yeah, doing that weird thing. Here's another thing I want you to understand theologically, and it's very, very important for us, especially of those maybe of us who do not know Christ. We can never, there's a correlation between the peace out here and the peace in here. There's a correlation between the peace out here and the peace in here. The Bible would say it like this, you will never have a peace out here 
until you have the Prince of Peace in here. You can never have this. Why? Because he's the one who created you and fashioned you and knew your life and called you to a life of peace. In fact, most of the world is constantly restless because they're trying to find peace. Let me say this. The world is, and watch this. This piece, someone needs to write this down, tattoo it on your brain. Watch this. This piece that I'm talking about biblically, biblically cannot be achieved. It must be received. Let me say that again. This piece in the Bible is something that you cannot do to achieve it. All right. The world is trying to achieve this piece here, but Jesus is saying you cannot do that. You can only receive this piece. My peace I leave you, my peace I give you. This must be received. Received, not not achieved. This peace is not a vibe. It's greater than a virtue. It's a person. His name is Jesus. And we will never have true, lasting fulfillment in our life. We'll continue to be searching, searching and searching, whether it's a pornography, whether it's methamphetamine, whether it's drugs, pills, women, men, status. It don't have to be all the other stuff. It can be popularity. It can be followers. I will never have a peace in my life until I have the Prince of Peace. Let me tell you, there are pieces missing in your life p-i-e-c-e until you have his p-e-a-c-e in your life some of us we got to be reminded of that i'm whole see the word for peace is also shalom and shalom is complete wow come on think about a puzzle and there's one missing piece it ain't complete but the bible has called you to a full picture puzzle that nothing's missing that's shalom. That's complete. He's talking about not just another word, it's wholesome. See, our life is not whole because there's a missing P-I-E-C-E. And we won't have the P-E-A-C-E until we have the Prince of Peace. He's the one. That's why he can sleep in the boat. Disciples, you're acting a monk, man. Corona. The pandemic, one of the, this is a true story. I remember I went to five stores the first week of the pandemic. First week, five stores. Because we, we needed baby wipes and we needed diapers. I went to Trader Joe's. I, I had to, went there. Everything was gone. You guys remember that? Everything was gone off the shelves. Everything was gone. Meat, every, meat the, the, the uh, non-perishables, I guess, the cans. And I remember going to my last store, Target. I remember one guy, he grabbed the last wipey, the last box, and I'm like, he, he looked at me like, I'm sorry, I got to do it. And I'm like, dude, honestly, um, sounds weird. Jesus got me. Told him like that in the store. Jesus got me. I got peace, man. He's going to provide. See, see, people, the world is trying to achieve this. How do, the world is trying to achieve because 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 uh, if I go on a nature walk and if I read a book, then I'm going to have this vibe. But Jesus wants to give you something richer than a vibe. He, he wants to give you something that you are made for. He says to walk in this. He says uh, th- this, w- th- this is what you were made for is this completeness. And let me tell you, I'm talking to someone who has some brokenness today. You are incomplete. You are not whole because you have a missing piece and his name is Jesus. And the Bible is saying accept him in your heart today. You will never have peace out here until you have his peace in here. Come on, someone, isn't that good? I talked about last week, never be fulfilled and happy. We say we'll be happy when we get to this place in life. And watch this. Here's in talking about peace, for some of us, again, we will never be happy. We'll never have peace until we get to where we want to be in life. God says, have peace right now. Be at peace right now. Here's one last thing I'll leave you with. Watch this. I think acceptance 
has a lot to do with God, the peace of God in your life. Say acceptance. Some of us have to accept the things that we cannot change. I totally wish my dad was sitting right here in the front row. But I have had to heal and accept that maybe my dad's not watching from that seat. He's watching from that seat. And I don't have to hurt because he's not right there. You know, the Bible says, I, I, <laughs> pause, crazy is an amazing man he was. He, he would say, to live is Christ, to die is gain. He said, I don't know which one to choose. But if I go on living, it's for you. Wow, what a statement. But he says, I, I think to be with the Lord is better. So I know that my dad is in a better place. And all those who believe in Jesus that have passed are in a far better place than this crazy world right now, right? But some of us have to accept some things in life in order to take the next step into peace. What do I mean by that? Maybe you don't have peace because you don't have the gift somebody else has. Maybe you have to accept the past, make peace with it so you can move on. God is sorry of the things that had happened in the past. Maybe it's a failure. Maybe it's a mistake. God wants you to accept some things that cannot be changed so you can have the missing peace in your life, which is Jesus Christ. And I believe that where you're hurt at, he's hurting with you. Where you're mourning at, he's mourning at with you. But it's time to step into peace, to leave worry and anxiety behind. Come on, somebody. Now watch this. Doesn't mean that worry, freedom from worry, does not mean that it won't knock at your door again. It means you don't let it in. It means you don't let it in and and befriend it and become best friends with it. All right. Here's the last thing I'll give you. It says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is inner peace. It means that you cannot achieve it It, and you're not manufacturing it. It means that the Holy Spirit is producing it within you when you, like in this moment that we're having right now, his presence emanates or it it radiates with peace when you're in his presence. Sorrows look back, worries look around, but faith looks up. Let me say that again. Sorrows look around, worry looks, sorrows look back, worries look around, but faith looks back. Let's, uh, faith looks up, excuse me, faith looks up. Let's close our eyes bow our heads for a moment right now. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.